Hello and thank you for listening to episode 23 of 60 Minutes with I'm Dave and for the first time um, the other member of the gang appears at last. It's taken 23 episodes but hello Tina. Hello Dave. We're here at last. We've promised this for ages, the much anticipated and (laughs) promised Married with Children show. I think... uh... I don't think anybody will believe it. <laughs> I don't think they will until they're actually listening to it now. They'll go, no, this was just all some sort of weird dream that's happened. But no, we're doing it at last. No, we're that's Dallas. Is it? That's the weird dream. <laughs> well, this maybe this is some strange nightmare that they're having instead. Yeah. 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 Right. Well, what we'll do is this is going to be um, an episode by episode breakdown of Married with Children. Um, and for those of you that may or may know, not know what Married with Children is, I'm going to give you a few little facts and figures now. Uh, the good thing that you can do is um, we're watching this because we've got the DVD box sets of them. Married with Children is also available on the streaming service Crackle, and it's also available on YouTube. So if you may want to pause the podcast right now, watch the pilot episode, because that's the first one that we're going to be talking about this week, uh, and then come back and listen to it so you can watch the shows with us as we go along. So, Married with Children, in case you're not aware, and if you're not aware, shame on you. Uh, It's an American TV situation comedy sitcom. It ran for 259 episodes. That includes the pilot and the spin-off pilots, but doesn't include the specials. I worked out, Tina, that if we did one podcast a week for all of these episodes, it's only going to take us five years. <laughs> so yeah, we're in this for the long run. I hope you're comfortable. <laughs> oh day. Well, here we go. Come on. People oh. people have got something to look forward to now, haven't they? Can I call you Al? Well, I should call you Peggy then, really, shouldn't I? Okay. Oh Al. Oh Peg. Oh Al. <laughs> <laughs> well, she doesn't really talk like that, does she? Well, she, she does. It, got... I think she does in some. Depends on the mood. Depends what she wants. Oh well. Yeah. <laughs> I think I should start OPEG with just a sigh every time, because I'm pretty sure he says that most of the time. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It ran across 11 seasons. Um, It premiered on April the 5th, 1987, and the last episode was broadcast on June the 9th, 1997, uh, on Fox. Now, Fox was an American, well, is an American TV network, and it was created as a rival to the three classic networks of the time, which was NBC, ABC, and CBS. Now, Fox wanted to be different from these conservative networks, um, and so the unconventional for the time, Married with Children, was its flagship show for its first few years. And it's because NBC had shows um, like The Cosby Show, which ran from 84 to 92, uh, which was you know a very wholesome um, family comedy. Obviously, the, the Cosby name has been somewhat tarnished since. Somewhat. Somewhat. Oh, <laughs> yes, we won't go into... Not so... Fa- no. No, we won't allegedly go Allegedly the... yeah, tarnished. Exactly. Let's just put in the word allegedly to be safe. <laughs> allegedly. Uh, and in fact, the working title for Married with Children was Not the Cosbys. So, yeah, yeah, just to differentiate it from uh, what was going on at the time. Now, the Fox Network itself premiered on April the 5th, 87, at 8pm, with the pilot episode of Married with Children. This was followed by the Tracy Ullman show, which I'm sure you remember as well, don't you, Tina, from over here? Oh, yeah. Tracy Ullman was... um... She was quite... Well, she was a big star over here, but I vaguely remember the 
Tracy Ullman show. And remember that the Simpsons made their first appearance in that, didn't they? They did, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she was really big over it. What happened, yeah. what happened to her? I've not seen her on TV for She ages. moved to America and sort of hasn't really... I think she made that movie, didn't she, with Keanu Reeves, where she, she was Italian and she killed her husband. And I can't remember what it's called. I think and that was the last thing I can remember. That's say everything about her career, though. Yeah, really. You just can't remember. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. She had a couple of number one singles over here as well, didn't she? She did, yeah. She was big in the charts over here, yeah. Yeah. So, that, yeah, that they were the first two shows um, shown on Fox when it premiered. And each of these shows was aired three times on that night. Um, now, Marriage with Children, it was cancelled by Fox on April the 17th, 97, as the network didn't accept the price of $1.5 million per episode for season 12. Um, this is despite the show being sold to over 60 countries and the final series drawing in over 9 million viewers. And again, this is when Fox was just chopping and changing the airtime of when it was being shown. Um, but of course, seeing as the decision was made after the last season 11 taping, there is no final episode that was filmed with any sort of conclusion. So it just sort of tapers out. Oh. Yeah, which is a pity, really. What was the problem with the money then? Was it... Did they want more wages, a bit like Friends? I presume that they wanted, yeah, of course, if you're part of a successful series, you want to be paid more. And I should imagine it was drawing in sort of big advertising money too, because it was, you know, sold across 60 countries. Mm. You you know, Fox is going to make some good money from it, but they didn't want to pay $1.5 million an episode, and and that was it, really. Mm. Uh, The series, it was created by writers Ron Leavitt and Michael G. Moy. Um, They were writing partners for TV show The Jeffersons, and they also produced the TV series Silver Spoons and It's Your Move. And in fact, some of the episodes of Married with Children were copies of episodes of It's Your Move that they'd written. They just sort of rejigged them to star the Bundys. you seen any of those? I haven't, no. 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 I should... haven't even heard of them. I think what we should do, though, is when we come to those episodes that were copied, we should mm. watch sort of, you know, yeah. the episode that they were copied from as well, just to give a bit of context to them. Mm. Uh, the writers, they considered Sam Kinison and Roseanne Barr as the main characters <laughs> of Alan Peggy. <laughs> Can you imagine Sam Kinison being Al Bundy? That's a different With character. Because <laughs> he talks like that, doesn't he? How different would it have been with those two? Would have been, yeah, I can't, because of Roseanne, the, the, the comedy programme that was on with John Goodman. I used to love Roseanne. I absolutely loved Roseanne. Me too. I can't imagine her being Peggy at all. No, no. Because Peggy to me is glamorous. Oh yeah, totally, totally. Total glamour. So it's good. It's, you know, obviously they finally settled on Ed O'Neill and Katie Segal. Now we will yes. be going um, into the cast of the show, but that will be in later episodes. What we're going to do in these earlier episodes is we're going to concentrate on the actual characters. For those of you that are not familiar with the show, we'll get you used to the characters instead of swapping and changing between characters and cast. Um, But it is weird because um, Sam Kinison did have a guest appearance in um, a season four episode called It's a Wonderful Life Part Two. So when we do get to season four, we are going to see Sam Kinison in Married with Children. So we'll see him there. And obviously Roseanne got her own own show that was very successful. Yeah. Uh, Now the pilot episode was originally shot with other actors as Kelly and Bud. 
Oh. Um, yeah, obviously made famous by Christina Applegate and David Faustino. And the, the character, or the character, the cast for these two characters were originally played by Tina Caspery and Hunter Carson. Uh, shots in them were reshot. Um, Tina, she stopped her acting career in 1989 and she appeared in films My Mum's a Werewolf uh, can, also, <laughs> can also be seen <laughs> in such greats as Teen Witch, Mac and Me and Can't Buy Me Love. Mm. Um, now it's interesting with um, Hunter Carson because he was in Mr North in 1998 uh, sorry, 1988 he then took a break from acting until 2000, and he's since appeared in seven movies. Uh, he's also he's a producer now, but his mum, and here's the trivia bit, is Karen Black. Oh, yeah. fancy that. Yeah, nice little bit of trivia there. Karen Black. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Now, the show courted controversy throughout its time, which, again, we'll cover through as we go, no! go through the episodes. <laughs> <laughs> but it was also Fox's first hit series, and was the first Fox show to deliver a 10 rating and a 25 share. Now, that means that 10% of all American households and 25% of all American households watching TV at that time were watching the premiere of the episode Polk High in season three. Now, this was beaten in season six because the season six premiere, which aired on um, September the 8th, 1991, hit number one in the rankings with 29.2 million viewers. Good God. That's how That would never happen today. No way. I mean, it's there's too many TV channels for starters, isn't there? Everything's fragmented. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, that's... Well, yeah, people just... I mean, over in the UK, I think the majority of people, especially younger people now, don't watch live TV. We don't watch live TV. We don't know. It's, it's we all... record things. Yeah, it's all time-shifted now, isn't it? Because every country now has their own... Uh, version of TiVo don't yeah, they yeah um what's ours called Freeview. yeah you know so you just tape stuff and watch it at your leisure don't you so yeah yeah that, that's oh. yeah they're figures that are definitely not going to get any more that's for sure mm. apart from maybe you know, like live sporting events and things like that but you know for a for a situation comedy that's yeah. just not going to happen, is it? No, no, definitely not. Uh, obviously, despite its success and its big figures, the show never won an Emmy. Um, it was it was nominated for a few, including Outstanding Editing for a Series in 89, Outstanding Achievement in Costuming for a Series in 90, and had a few others, but it never actually won an Emmy. Um, it was filmed in front of a live audience, which, in my opinion, the best shows always are. Uh, I hate canned laughter. Now, now, you've surprised me there. Really, yeah? You've surprised me there because having watched the pilot episode, one thing that really stuck out for me was the, inverted commas, canned laughter. Nah. That's real laughter. Yeah, it was filmed in front of a live audience because... I'm amazed. Yeah, I mean, one example I always give is MASH. I mean, I used to love watching MASH. Yeah, And yeah. that had no laughter in it whatsoever. Obviously, yeah. it was the majority was filmed, you know, on set everywhere. Um, and there was just no laughter whatsoever, and it was really funny. And then I remember it coming back on the TV over here yeah, in the UK I do. with the canned laughter, and it just killed it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It it's really... so fake, isn't it? It is, it yeah. is. Yeah. Uh, and it's a little interesting facts as well about, because they filmed in front of a live audience, the very first time that a character from the show gets applause just for entering the set uh, is in the season four episode, You Gotta Know When to Fold on Part One, which is for Al, 
when he walks onto the set. Oh. Um, which is also the first episode without Steve as a regular character. Now then, this segues into Steve. He holds the record for the longest audience applause when he makes a surprise entrance in the season nine episode, Get the Dodge Out of Hell. Now, this um, this applause lasts for over 20 seconds, and apparently he makes fun of it by looking at his watch. So we'll, <laughs> have, to, we'll have to watch out for that when we get yes. to season nine. Um, a very, very brief synopsis is, you know, the show centers around the Bundy family who live in Chicago. It also includes reoccurring char- characters, um, including their neighbours, Marcy and Steve, work colleagues. And what we're going to do is, like I said at the start, we're going to introduce these characters um, at the beginning of each podcast when we cover their debut appearance. So um, once again, we're not going to go into the actual too much detail about the cast. That could well be a future episode. Fingers crossed, you never know. We may even well get interview episodes with some of the cast, if we're lucky. <gasps> Can you imagine that? Oh, that would be good, wouldn't it? Can you imagine yes. that Katie Seagal? Oh. I, I would be speechless. You, you'd just squeak a little bit, wouldn't you? Oh, oh Katie, <laughs> I love you. <laughs> So what we'll do is, um, we're, obviously, we're going to go on to season one, episode one, the pilot episode. So let's go into the into the um, the characters that you're gonna we're going to be talking about in this episode. So of course, it's the Bundy family, uh, and you've got Al Bundy, Al Bundy, Al Bundy. That was Bundy was a very strange pronunciation of it. Uh, he's the head of the family, or actually, he likes to think he's the head of the family. Uh, (laughs) Oh, well. As do most men, uh, they like to think they're the head of the family. He works as a shoe salesman, earning minimum wage at Gary's Shoes and Accessories for today's women, for today's woman uh, at the New Market Mall. He normally wears a blue shirt, grey pants, uh, of which is... He very much likes to stick his his hand down his pants. <laughs> Both hands. <laughs> while he's while he's sat on the couch at home watching Come on, sports on TV. All men stick their hands. Are you saying that I sit at home watching the NFL on Game Pass with my hand down my pants? Both hands <laughs> down your wife fronts and their junior wife fronts as well. Are you saying there's room in my wife fronts for both hands? That's not a very you, thing to say. You've got the biggest pants I've ever seen. They're massive. I like Your to be comfortable. Your pants are massive. You have to be. As you get older, I think... How can you think be comfortable you... with one ball falling out of each leg? You can... <laughs> That's the thing. They don't. Box... They do. No. I've seen them. Boxer shorts make one ball fall out of each leg. In fact, boxer shorts should come with some like of health warning because you can inexplicably sort of, you know, one ball Dave, fall out. Dave, you sit down. It. And Dave, you... The gusset in your pants is like a hammock. It's a comfortable hammock. It's it's a hammock. It's I... a massive hammock gusset. Well, unfortunately, once again, one of the thing with age is gravity takes hold, and you know, testicles do get lower. You need a hammock more than a little your balls chair. can't be in the hammock though. We both know that they're down by your knees now. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, hence, but, hence why I need them both hands down to tuck them back up again while I'm well, watching. Well, you've got a point. While I'm watching sports, as could well be Al. You know, he's he, he's probably at that age now where he needs to constantly tuck them back up into his underwear, <laughs> and that's why he sits like that. Okay. We could have explained why he sits with you know one or two hands down his pants. Yeah. Um, he hates to be bothered by women, which includes his wife Peggy, 
uh, and especially any overweight ladies that dare to come into the shoe store, which will, and we'll go into this as the episodes go on, he very often comes home from work and the first thing you'll hear out of his mouth is, a fat woman came into the shoe store today and then he will proceed to tell a funny story. Um, Tempin bowling is his hobby and the peak of his life was when he was in high school champ- uh, when he was in the high school championship football game for Polk High and he scored four touchdowns. Uh, is that good? That's very good. That is very good indeed. Is that where you run 25 and you stop and then somebody goes hey, hey and then you run a little bit more and then I say to you what what's this American football thing? Yeah. What what are they doing? What's... And then you say you say they have to do the touchdown they have to do and then they run and then I'm going yeah, that, that's it. And then that's when I stick my second hand down my pants and carry on watching it. Yeah. Yeah. We've got, so that's Al. That's Al, in a, in a nutshell. Um, we've got his wife, Peggy Bundy, Margaret. Queen Peggy. Margaret Bundy, as is her full name. Margaret. Yes, her maiden name would would be Margaret Wanker. For that, <laughs> for that that's her maiden name, is Wanker. You're... Be- you're- you're having a laugh. No, I'm not. And again, this will come up in um, later episodes as we go through the series. Uh, and where they come from as well. I'll not give that game away for any new listeners. But Americans. Hello, America. You don't really know what a wanker is. <laughs> or do they? This is the thing. Is it? A... I th- maybe they do now because there are several wankers in Downton Abbey. <laughs> <laughs> several wankers. There's Lady Wanker, Lord Wanker. No, I don't. I don't know. Is there? I suppose no. I I've only watched one series of Downton Abbey, and then I couldn't bring myself to watch any more. That's good. You, so, well, you're I'm picking, not a proper woman, am I? No, you're picking the best choice with married with children above Down, Downton Abbey. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, Peggy refuses to cook or clean. She prefers to shop for clothes instead. She loves to watch daytime television while lying on the couch and eating bonbons. Uh, And she usually wears very tight pants and stilettos, which is always a thumbs up from me when watching her. Sexist. Well, I'm just saying it's a good choice of clothes for her. She's she's very easy on the eyes, Katie Seagal. She's very lovely. She is. Yes, you're allowed to fancy her. Thank you. You're welcome. Now then, they have two children. Um, they have the, the eldest, which is the daughter, Kelly Bundy, played by Christina Applegate. Uh, now, Kelly is not the sharpest tool in the box. Um, she very often comes up with what are known throughout Married with Children fans as Kellyisms. Now, these are split into different definitions. They could be wisdoms, uh, an example being E before O, except before E-I-E-I-O. <laughs> so they could be they could be statements of which one is it's so hot you could lay an egg on the sidewalk mm. obviously instead of cooking egg on the sidewalk and there could be expressions and again one example is when she mistakes the word electrical instead of electoral mm. Mm. Uh, now a brother bud he often takes advantage of a low iq uh, she has lots of boyfriends and she sometimes has more than one boyfriend at once now, Bud, or Budrick Franklin Bundy, to give him his full name. His name is Budrick. Budrick Franklin Bundy. What the fuck name is Budrick? Budrick's a damned fine name, I see. Budrick. That sounds like something out of Blackadder. <laughs> it does. Doesn't it? It's Baldrick's long-lost cousin from America. Do you think that maybe Peggy and Al are secret medieval historians? You never know. Forsooth, my lord, what should we call our son? I, I know not. What about Budrick? Budrick. 
Oh. Bundy. This is it. All all marriage with children was missing was like some surprise entrance by Lord Flashheart, and that would have done it <laughs> <Yeah>. then. <laughs> Maybe him crashing through the window of the shoe shop. That Peggy would, would love a go on Flashheart. Oh, imagine Flashheart with Peggy. Oh, Ooh. yeah. Yes. Tongue like an electric eel. <laughs> <laughs> now then, Bud. Um, Bud's the smartest member of the family, and this is brought up in the pilot episode. I'll make a note of, of when this is noted. Uh, and he's obsessed with sex, which is quite unfortunate, really, because he hardly ever gets chance to have sex, and he's not very uh, not very lucky with the ladies. Oh, and he's a midget oh, as well, which is... He's nice, he's nice. But he's a little midgety sort of male. i probably give him a go. You would do with your obsession with the smaller, yeah. the smaller males. Well, he's very young. You know, maybe sort of towards the end. Yeah, as we get into later. Not now. No, <laughs> later series. <laughs> Not Jimmy Savile. No, the female equivalent of... Or Bill Cosby for that matter. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly, I'm not Bill Cosby. No. <laughs> um, they have a pet. They have a pet dog called Buck, uh, of which we'll make lots of appearances and we've got a lot to say about him of course as the series goes on. He's lovely that doggy. We like Buck, we do like Buck. Um, and Buck did change as the series went on and again as we go through this series of shows we'll start talking about that over the, the minimum five years that we're going to be doing this. Five years yeah. without any pay. And that's if we do one a week so imagine we do one yeah. a fortnight so it's ten years from now. We'll be sat here like this talking D- about... They- Married what, with what's in it for me? Like you know, all this talking about married with what? What's in it for me? What do you What do you mean? What's in it for you? you no, know, you're going to buy me something. This is typical Peggy already, isn't it? We're coming up with. I'm sure all the blokes listening will go, yeah, that's typical Peggy already. You know. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I need some sort of nice present. Yes, I'll get you some bonbons that you can watch. You Don't know, like them. You, you can eat them while watching the TV. Hotel chocolate. Is that the equivalent? That's the UK equivalent for Peggy over here would be (laughs) hotel chocolate as opposed to bonbons. And you can have some juice. Thank you. Juice, yes. (laughs) Not tang. Don't give give me that tang shit. You love tang. I don't like tang. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, of course. And again, sticking to this first pilot episode, the characters that you're going to meet, you're going to meet the neighbours, which are newlyweds, Steve and Marcy Rhodes, um, played by Amanda Burse and David Garrison. Now, Marcy is a feminist. Al often teases her about her flat chest. She's politically correct, uh, but she can also be prone to some sort of sadistic mood swings as well. Uh, and Steve, he sort of begrudgingly does as Marcy says, but that is until Al begins to school him in the ways of being a husband, as does Peggy with Marcy. Uh, the other character that we're going to be talking about in this pilot episode is Luke Ventura played by Rich Scheidner. Um, he's the first of Al's co-workers at the shoe store. Uh, now, Luke is a bit of a Lothario, he, and he uses every opportunity. <laughs> he's a Lothario. <laughs> What's trying to be polite, quite polite about him. He there. actually oozes. Okay, you can see Lothario sweat from his brow as he Ew, talks. Yes. Yeah. Um, he uses the opportunity to meet women at the shoe store to his advantage all the time. Uh, he only appears four times in season one. Uh, and then he goes, but he is mentioned again in season nine. Um, now, what I will say is before we start talking about the pilot episode, we are watching these from the Region 1 box set. And this is season one box set that we've got. Uh, now, one of the main things that will come up 
It's the title music, um, which is Love and Marriage by Frank Sinatra. Now, this was this was a song that was originally written in 1955 for a televised production of Our Town, which is a play written by Thornton Wilder um, that was starring Frank Sinatra. Uh, it would later be recorded twice for two different record labels, with just minor differences. Now, the Capitol Records version, which is the first version recorded and was the version used for Marriage with Children, was recorded on August the 15th, 1955, and is used on the This Is Sinatra album. Now, by the time you get to season three on Region 1, on its original release of the series, the music was changed to a generic instrumental piece. Now, this is... It was because Sony Pictures was unable to obtain the rights to the theme song due to the high licensing costs. Um, and due to the music being replaced, several episodes of the season four DVDs were the, uh, were the edited for syndication version instead of the originally aired episode, even though the end credits on the DVDs for season three still include a credit for love and marriage. But, bear with me, nearly there, in 2013... Mill Creek Entertainment obtained the rights from Sony Pictures to re-release the DVD box sets and restored Love and Marriage to the opening and ending credits, as well as using all of the originally aired episodes for season four that were affected by the original removal. So this is good. Now I've got seasons one and two on the original release, which obviously have the original <coughs> music. I refuse to buy season three onwards with the changed music. So by, when we get to season three, we will be talking about them from the new Mill Creek release. So we are going to hear Love and Marriage every time, which is good. Because... I never knew you were such a massive Frank Sinatra fan. <laughs> <laughs> the things I can try to get away with just by getting information from online. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No. Because when I'm in the kitchen with my Frank Sinatra CD on, singing, oh, yeah. and you just come in and pull a face. Pull a face and say, where's my juice and where's, where's, where's my, my juice? Where's my juice? Why haven't you got kiss on? Where's my cooked meat for the, for a meal? Cooked meat? Yes. Yeah. 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 Don't, don't be giving me any of that bloody salad shit, which will... Uh, <laughs> which, which is a quick reference of what we'll be talking about in the next episode. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So right, we've 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 told the listeners about why we're going to be doing this, what it's going to be about, and they've got a brief background of the characters that we're going to be talking about in episode one, the pilot episode. So let's get on to it. Episode episode one, the pilot. Um, and again, we've just been talking about the um, the title music. Uh, and so that's accompanied by, really, I mean, it sets it up, the show, for me. You just see Al Bundy sat on the couch as Peggy, Kelly, Bud, and even Buck the dog come to him and just take money from him. And he's just sat there begrudgingly handing out dollars to all of his ah, family. Ah, yes, that's very true. They all hold the hand out, don't they? Except Peggy. She doesn't. She sits by him and cutches up to him for a bit of a cuddle and he just sort of looks straight ahead and hands her money and she sort of looks at him and goes oh okay then and takes it off him she doesn't want the money she just wants love now that's just the thing you see she does want the money but she knows that she doesn't even need to ask for it because if he doesn't give her the money his life's going to be hell no she yes. just wanted <laughs> she just wanted love and Possibly oral sex. <laughs> no, I'm sure it's it's probably money and oral sex, actually, she wants. Mm, possibly. Yeah. 
Yeah, one she doesn't need to ask for, the other possibly she does. I would imagine she'd have to beg for both. <laughs> I think at this early stage as well, we should ask anybody listening to this, I'm calling for all all male listeners on Twitter, just start some sort of hashtag for, you know, uh, hashtag 60MW for 60 Minutes with, hashtag 60MW Team Al. Or <laughs> if you're with Tina during this series of shows, if you want to do hashtag 60MW Team Peggy, let's see how the... Uh, Let's see, how, let's see how the listeners side up with us. Oh, it's got to be Peggy. Come on. 60MWT mile, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> right? Whatever. Whatever. Oh, Peggy. Now then, the first <laughs> shot, the first shot is of Peggy sat with her legs crossed, kicking her leg back and two, like a seesaw. Mm. Now, th- this is much like a Vietnam veteran can hear a helicopter. And gets, <laughs> and gets bad flashbacks and dives for cover. This is something my ex-wife used to do. Really? W- when she was in a bad mood. Oh. Which was probably like 99.9% of the time. Yeah. So, it, you know, it kicks off and I see that leg kick. I'm immediately diving for cover. Just oh. watching that. It's just bad memories. Why would you have a kick in the balls? Well, Did you it just... signify like she was going to get up and, and do something horrible to you? Or... No, it just signified bad mood. As oh. al- yeah, as always. Now, let's move on from that quickly before I die for cover recording this, which wouldn't be any good for the listeners. Um, I don't do that, though, do I? You don't? No. You just, I don't. No, you just hit me in the face instead, don't you? Well, yeah. Yeah, it's fair. At least I know without a shadow of a doubt you're in a bad mood then. You deserve it, though. No way. <laughs> it's... We're introduced very quickly to all of the family because you've got Peg kicking, you've got Al, as always, on the couch. Uh, and you've got um, Kelly on the couch as well. Now, Bud sneaks up on her using, using, he thinks he's disguising himself because he's holding a little pot plant and that nobody will see him as he's sneaking up on the couch holding a little pot plant. Um, which, it's weird really because then Al appears down the stairs and he's holding a plant as well. He's holding a cactus. Do you think there's some sort of hidden meaning there with, you know, the two male members of the family? appearing holding a plant that's the first time that you see them with the vegetarians perhaps or or is it that just this early we're already trying to dissect it too I closely think to, you see because all all i thought of when i saw the little boy was um how he was trying to reenact rambo he was yes yeah which made me sort of Look at you and think, oh, right, here we go. Here we go. Five <laughs> minutes into it and bloody Sylvester Stallone's part of it already. As I'm sat there watching it wearing a Rambo t-shirt. Wearing a Rambo t-shirt. Every man wants to be Rambo, come on. That wouldn't be shown on TV these days, though. They wouldn't make um, a comedy programme because, if you remember, Bud grabs Kelly's hair. Mm-hmm pulls her head backwards and pretends to slit her throat. He does, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm. That definitely wouldn't be... that. I mean, God, the censors would just completely go, oh, oh, oh hold on a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think no this will incite young children in Birmingham to kill their sisters. Yes. Yes. While hiding behind a small pot plant. A small pot plant. <laughs> yeah. I have to admit, you know, I didn't notice that he got a pot plant. All I saw was Rambo. <laughs> Rambo. 
And going back to the introduction that I did as well, you'd never see anything like that on the Cosbys at the time, would you? Well, I have an admission to make here. Oh, go on then. Uh, well, I should explain that in Britain, we're divided into different regions. So because I live in Wales, we would get Welsh television. And you lived further north than me. So would you get Granada television? I did, yeah. I used to get Granada. So... Granada, Wales, London, Scotland, Anglia, all the different regions in Britain get different programmes. For instance, the show Laverne and Shirley. Yes, yeah, I remember that. My neighbour who lived, sort of, my friend, uh, he lived like three doors away from me, he used to go mad over Laverne and Shirley when we were kids. I've never seen it because our TV, our TV aerial pointed towards Wales so we would only get Welsh television so I did see um, what's the programme with the Fonz in it Happy Days yeah. so I saw Happy Days never saw Laverne and Shirley I have never seen the Cosby show oh my word revelations because, yeah because we never got it I'm familiar with Bill Cosby yeah not through recent news, <laughs> well, yeah. but because he's like such an incredibly famous person, you know, comedian and, you know, such a prominent black man as mm. well, you know, really famous. Um, but I've never seen The Cosby Show. Oh, okay. Mm. Breaking news to me as well. Yeah. Bloody yeah. hell. Yeah. This is it. This is the show when we're just going to reveal ourselves to each other slowly. Oh, Isn't I've it? already seen your balls, day. I know, as you've said earlier, that how can you miss them when they're down by my knee? And before oh, one I took, of them is. Before I took them Not back sure up. Not sure where the other one is. Took them back up into that hammock, as you so eloquently put it. I'm going to sew your pants up. <laughs> no, don't sew them up anywhere. God, it sounds like some sort of scene from one of the Saw movies, yeah. Anyway, Al appears down the stairs, he's holding a cactus, and he comes out with a line. Um, is this your cactus? Any particular reason you put it where the alarm clock used to be? Now, th again, this is setting up early sort of the, the relationship that Al and Peggy have. Um, they were always, they were at each other's throats, but when push comes to shove, they would be there for each other. You just, you know they would be. They would. They, of course they would they be. They would. But the, there's a lot of... Um, Back and toing with them, a lot of uh, a lot of back and to and froing, a lot of verbal jousting between them. Yes. I think is the way to put it. Uh, and then, of course, he says, "I stopped it bleeding with your slip," which is pretty good. With your slit? With her slip, not oh her slip. Oh my god, I was going to say. I know that. What with her? What? I know the show was trying to be controversial, but not that much. Ooh. I would have probably got it banned and by the pilot episode if that happened. Yeah, I'd have much bigger audience. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I apologise for being rude. I really did think that you, <laughs> that you said that. Huh? What? You missed that? Was that when you were writing notes and you missed that yes. scene? Yes. Um, and then this is when Peggy comes back to him and she says that, um, oh, God, uh, Bud has gone to one of those, what, do you, what does your daddy do things at school? Uh, and he's taking a can of beer and the remote control from the TV <laughs> to explain what his dad does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right, really. <laughs> what? Yeah. yeah. If it was you, it would be a bottle of craft craft ale. Yes. Um. And the PS4 controller. <laughs> I was going to say the would it be the PS? It would be the PS4 controller and probably 
uh, some sort of Rambo T-shirt. Yeah. And uh, you, one of your little Rambo dollies that you've always got in your pocket. Yeah, my little lucky Rambo dollies. Yeah. 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 That's, that's, 49 you are. That's 40. my... <laughs> There's nothing wrong with being 49 and carrying a little Rambo dolly. Don't you think it's a bit, you know, what? weird though? No, not at all. Do you put it up your bum? No. it's just. Do com- you put Rambo up your bum? I do not. It's just comforting when I put my hand down my pants that I feel the Rambo dolly down there One as well. One ball and a Rambo <laughs> dolly. dolly. Oh, that rhymes. One ball and a Rambo doll. <laughs> it's just like some new country and western song you're going to release now on the back of this. <laughs> Love and marriage <laughs> goes together like a Rambo doll and Wombo. <laughs> no. 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 Now there is, this This carries on with some more sort of the verbal jousting and um, Al's quest for juice. He wants some juice. There's no juice in the house and he wants what, some. What is this juice though, is it? You he know? likes his juice, his orange juice. What kind of... Orange juice. Does he actually say orange juice? Well, he says he says juice, but later on, as the series progresses, you will see it is orange juice. Mm. This is when the tang comes into it in later episodes. Tang. Tang. Um, now, he's hungry as well. This is a thing that Peg never cooks. Um, he wants some food. Now, the kids have got some food left over. And again, an ongoing thing does seem to be that Peggy will see that the kids are fed. Yes. Mostly, not all the time. Mm-hmm. But not so much Al. Now, the, she says that the kids have... Well, as she so rightly says, he walks past the store. Why can't he go into the store and buy his own friggin' juice? It's because he's been at work all day. But he walks so... home past the store. He's actually... He walks past the shop that sells the juice that he wants. He does, after his long day at work. Now, long I'm sh- day at work, I'm sure. a detour that he could go in and say, could I have some juice, please? Well, I'm sure it's the same slight detour from the television and bonbons that Peggy may do to go to well, the no, same no. store. No, that's completely different. I don't think If it you're is. lying on, on the sofa, eating bonbons and watching Jeremy Kyle... <laughs> Or the the US equivalent, as it is on there. The US equivalent. Well, she was watching something about, was it a, a manta ray eating yeah. its prey Oprah's, after she's mated? Oprah is one of her favourite shows in the series. Oprah. Well, yeah. who doesn't love Oprah? Of course. Stop changing the subject. He could get his I'm, own juice. I'm not changing. All I'm going to say in answer to that is... Guys, is, is. She's, she's is, lying there. All I'm going to say is, guys, listening to this, hashtag 60... MW team out. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> <And> then, <laughs> <Fuck>. <laughs> um, yeah. So there's, there's some leftover food on a plate that kids have left. So she's oh yeah yeah you know the kids have left some food. Here's Al thinking he's going to get some food after his hard day at work. So she gives it to Buck the dog. Oh, but but he's just a dog and he can't go to the cupboard and make his own breakfast, can he? Because he's fluffy. <laughs> he is very fluffy. He is. He's fluffy and he needs to be fed by his mummy. Fluff- and that's what she does. She does. and In a really lovely dressing gown that's pink with frills. Nice. <laughs> and of course, Buck. Buck gets to talk in later series as well. So we get oh, to- I don't know if I like that. We get to hear the thoughts of Buck the dog. Oh, no. Yes. Um, then it cuts. So we've seen, we've, we've met the family. Uh, you know, we've met Al and Peggy and the two kids. And it's already, it didn't take long really, did it, to establish 
the characters you've already got a good idea of what each character's about even in that well, short you, amount of you time. do yeah you do you do straight away get get an idea that they are the atypical white um blue collar worker don't you yeah because the first thing you see is a house and for <clears throat> luckily i lived in america for a very short time and the house that they live in is the typical american house and everywhere i've been in the world i've never i've never seen anything like america where in america people have a house sort of by itself and each house is completely different from the next door neighbors all houses are completely different while over here you have vast estates of houses in Britain where each house is exactly the same as the next one and the next one and the next one and the next one. And then you go to the next town and all the houses are the same. <laughs> but in America, they're completely different, aren't they? They are, yeah. It's weird. And big. They? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The houses over there are a lot bigger. We live in boxes. We do. Tiny little box. That's all we've got over yeah. here. I feel but, so but you see sorry for us. Well, you see that, um, the house and sort of, you know, the, with the drive, it looks like something out of a Steven Spielberg film, E.T., not that you've ever seen that, Dave, because you're anal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the other thing that, that really struck me as well is, you know, considering how old it is, um, and it's something that we're not familiar with in Britain, uh, women in general is that peg is sitting at the kitchen table cutting coupons out and this yeah. is a massive thing in america to this day that i've watched programs on tv uh, about women in america who cut coupons out and just do all their shopping and never spend any money we don't have that over here and they don't have it in europe either so that's really another thing that you sort of women in britain would look at and think what is peg doing there but she, it's a really massive thing in america isn't it coupon cutting it is yeah it has been for mm. well say for years and, and still yeah. continues to be so as well yeah yeah, yeah. uh so we go on yeah we, we move on from them like we said we've established the characters uh, and you, you we know the bundy family is the core now so then we go to where al works we go to the shoe store uh the first scene it has got is one that we're going to see quite often throughout all of the series when he's at the shoe store uh, and there's a fat lady sat in the chair who's there with her son um, and in his own words he spent the last because she said before we get to this he asks her what size shoe she is and she says a size seven uh, of which he replies oh of course all ladies are a size seven um, and we are just out of interest Tina what size shoes are you I'm size seven. Really? <laughs> How old are you now? <laughs> a size nine in Britain. I think the shoe sizes are different in America. They are, yeah. I think a size seven is a size six over here. So a size nine in Britain is clown feet. It is. Because this woman is a size <laughs> nine, really. But she insists that she's a size seven. Uh, and so Al, he says, he spent the last hour um, squeezing her foot into a shoe when it should have been into the box. <laughs> Which I That's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, and now it's here we come up, to, we we and we both looked at each other when this happened. We come up to the first. Obviously, it's an American TV series, and there's going to be a lot of American references um, in there that may or may not go over people's heads, depending where you live and when you were born and so on. Mm. So he looks at the the woman's son and says can you tell john henry over there yeah now we didn't get that one did we no 
So that was no. one reference that went over our heads. I would like that if anybody listening to this, you know, especially, well, no matter what, where you are, you, you may be in America or anywhere else and you know that reference. If you could either email us, Facebook message, tweet us, whatever, details will be at the end of the episode. What is the John Henry reference? He mm. goes, can you tell John Henry over there when he talks about his son? That would be good to, to know what that means. Uh, well, however it is, he's got to be an annoying fucker. He probably has. <laughs> Because <laughs> that kid was pretty annoying. It does. And when they go out of the shop, the the kids start saying, I want a balloon. Um, and obviously Al says, you've, you've already got one, looking at, looking at his mum. That so, was, that's so mean. He is mean, though. He's, he is mean. He's so I, mean. He doesn't like fat ladies, and I am a fat lady. But the stuff he comes out with in the shoe shop about them, it's this is just the tip of the iceberg. <laughs> Get ready. Well, yeah. Well, the thing is, they're all—they're always so horrible, aren't they? The women in the shoe they're, they're shop. Awful. That's the thing. You can't really blame him for being awful back no. to him, because they—they no. they do give him some sort of, you know, some verbal whiplashing, don't they? Mm. Mm. He's quite nice to blondes, though. Yes. Yeah. He just like as, yeah. as is his co-worker. The, oh. the aforementioned Luke. Luke Ventura. Oh, what now, Tina? Here's a question. Oh. Here's a, here's a two-word question for you regarding Luke Ventura. Luke. The question is. Yes. Would you? <laughs> <laughs> would I what? Would you? I think you know what I mean when I say would I you. I don't know. He's supposed to be the you know the the Lothario, the sex god of this episode. Would I let him put a if, shoe on if me? If you went in with your size seven feet. If I went in him with my. <laughs> would and and he made and I sat advances. before him and said, Luke, have you got yes. any size sevens? <laughs> would Would you be tempted to Two. put to put your foot into the shoe that he presented? To put my foot and in that's a, that's a euphemism, by the way. Do you mean would I shag him? Yeah, actually, yeah. He no, he he no no. In fact, you know, <laughs> when I see things things like this on telly, with um, you know, sort of Lothario type men, uh, again, I could, <laughs> and unfortunately, I I'm sure that. Australian listeners will get this reference and British listeners of a certain age will get this reference and I'm cutting the rest of the world out but there's a programme over here that was on in the late 60s, early 70s called On the Buses and there was a character in this programme whose character name I just cannot remember wasn't Stan, but he was so ugly. And Dave, please put a picture up of this bloke with Luke Ventura <laughs> to prove my point because he is so unattractive. I mean, he's fucking ugly with big gravestone teeth. And he used to shag all the birds, birds being ladies, dolly birds. But I, I look at programs like this, you know, and like Luke Ventura, the name says it all. And I was looking at him thinking, ew, he's horrible. So no, I wouldn't. <laughs> you wouldn't. No. Yeah, you were thinking of Jack in On the Buses. Jack, that's it, Jack yeah, in there was, On the Buses. There was, there was yes. Stan and Jack. Please put his picture up so so viewers, <laughs> viewers, so <laughs> listeners could have something to ref because believe me, please seek out this picture because you will not believe how much fanny this man got okay. in on the buses. I will do, and that will be on the the podcast notes for this episode on our website. 
yeah. I'll put a picture of Jack up on there. Yes. Yeah. But it wasn't even, t- I mean, one of the lines that, that Luke comes out with was when, th- you know, this pretty blonde sits down for some shoes, um, who is also a size seven. Um, you have the instep of a movie star. <laughs> wouldn't, <laughs> wouldn't that make you swoon? I think you know me better than that, don't you? Now, what would I say to somebody like that? <laughs> I'm sure you'd come with something. Some... Scathing remark. Yes. Pithy, yeah. maybe. Maybe something. Pithy. Pithy. Yes. 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 I might might actually pull my top down a bit and show him my cleavage. Yeah. Just to tease him. Just to tease him a bit. Yeah. Yeah. And then that yeah. would be it. And then a pithy remark. Yeah. And then then you would what swoop out of there. Yeah, no, I'd probably just, like, floor him. <laughs> i say, come on then, big boy, give it me. Then that would be it. He and would... he'd shit himself, because yeah, that's what men do. Yeah, he'd be quaking in the, the story. Oh, he'd pr- he would foul his pants. <laughs> 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 but but that, believe it or not, that doesn't happen in this episode. Um, no. She does leave with her son. Um, and this is when Luke um, says to Al that he's got courtside tickets uh, for the Bulls Lakers basketball game. Yes. Um, so Al says yes, he'll go with it, and he, he then returns home from his hard day at work to tell hard day. to tell yes, hard day. dealing with sweaty size seven over feet and putting little shoes on ladies. That's not hard work. Dealing with all those scathing remarks that he gets. <laughs> so we cut to. Um, of course, he's on his way home from his hard day at work while Peggy's, yes. Peggy's watching TV and eating bonbons. Oh, yes, because he walked home, didn't he? Past the shop that he sells the he juice. He didn't walk home because she's lying on the couch. She hears the car door go. Oh, that's true. Well, he could have stopped the car outside the store. And she starts hoovering as though she's been hoovering all day. I've never done that. Oh, <laughs> let me think. Let me think. Oh. <laughs> The times I've come in and there's been the Hoover there, but I've never done. This is the thing, though. I can't do what he does because it's the old CRT, CRT TVs. He goes across to it and checks how warm it is, and he knows she's been watching TV all day. With like the new flat screen tellies, you can't do that. I'm sure flat screen tellies were invented by a woman for just that reason. <laughs> and so, what if I had been watching television all day? It would be research for for your stupid website. <laughs> The trail of hotel chocolate crumbs everywhere with the giveaway. Oh, I if think. only! Can you imagine all day just lounging around on the sofa, eating hotel chocolate and watching Jeremy Kyle? <laughs> oh, it sounds like heaven to oh, me. Until I come in and say I'm going to the ball game. Yeah. Which and which... then I'd say, "All right, then, see ya. <laughs> Have fun. Yes, Bye. Go." Um, so yeah, he says he tells her he's going to the ball game, um, of which. Peg mistakenly thinks he's asking her if he can go to the ball game. Yeah, well, you yeah. should you should discuss things like that. You shouldn't just say that you that you're going. You well, should discuss it first well, and, and more or less ask permission. Should you now? Because yeah, this is yeah. when Peg then informs him that they have company that evening. Um, and then the new neighbours are going to come round. Yes, yeah, isn't that lovely? Well, it's not because, you know, he says... It's lovely having the neighbours round and making friends with them. As Al said, who the hell would want to come over here? Um, but yeah, it's, it, don't she, Peggy says, well, you know, you, it's not every day you... Can, you, you what is it? She says it's not, you can't go to the ball game. You can go to the ball game any time, isn't it? And then Al comes back with the retort of, well, it's as if, you know, you can't meet the neighbours any time. Yeah, well, hmm. 
Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. a fair point. That's a fair point. There's only well, one time that game's going to be played. Neighbours could come around the next day. Well, they, yeah. And I think people would want to go around to their house um, because it's a lovely house. It is. Uh, it's got a lovely brown wallpaper. Mm-hmm. Has lovely pictures on the wall of, of I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> and And several large brass plates, which I thought were very becoming. Yeah, was that a thing back in the late 80s in America? Was brass plate? Pl- yeah, it could be. Yeah, that must could have taken be. a lot of brasso to clean. A lot of brasso. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of brasso. And I also like the way that the living room is the kitchen. Yeah, it's sort of that all-in-one thing. Yeah, and that's brown as well. Yeah. Brown's a good colour. Well, you thought, I mean, you'd think you associate sort of like beige with the 70s. But yeah. here we are, you know a decade and a bit on from then yeah. and you know beige is alive and well and still in living in the Bundy well, household I don't know if it was beige more brown actually it was brown yeah. yeah yeah is that the subtle difference then between the subtle yeah 70s yeah. beige and late 80s brown late 80s brown <laughs> with padded shoulders yes yeah um so we've got yes he says he's going to the game she says no the neighbors are coming and this is when we find out about the neighbors um, which is Steve and Marcy Darcy. Um, because Peg says that they've lived in the neighbourhood for two months. Oh, um, still in the honeymoon period. Definitely, definitely. Uh, and uh, Peg gives three ultimatums because Al's still insistent that he's going to go to the game. So Peg says three things. She has his bank book, she has his credit card, which is in both names, and the stores are still open. Yeah, yeah. that's a good threat. That's going to stop any man from going to the ball game. I don't know. Do you think it would? If I said that to you, I've got your bank card, Dave, mm-hmm. and I'm going to Hotel Chocolate. Would you not go and see Chester Romans? I would probably still go and sort of cancel a card. No, it. well, you wouldn't worry <laughs> because you've got fuck all money anyway. <laughs> so it wouldn't matter. Yeah. yeah so to, I couldn't yeah. use that threat with you. You couldn't. Especially Oh Dave, <laughs> if you go to the ball game, I'm gonna take your, your credit card and I'm gonna buy whatever the fuck I want. That's it. And then I go, Oh well, for a start you haven't got a credit card <laughs> and you've got no money in the bank. No. What am I gonna do? Hmm, let me think. Oh, I know. How about I melt all your crappy DVDs? <laughs> no. Every single one of the PM Entertainment range will be burnt to a crisp. That could well stop me going to the game. Say hello to our neighbours, K2 and Lorraine. <laughs> Hi! <laughs> They're our real neighbours. That would stop me going. That would, it stop, would me stop me going. D- don't actually, you dare the, touch my DVDs and the Blu-rays. The thought of them to come in here would would actually, you know, make me come to the ball game with you. Yeah, it would be fine. Which is fine yeah. because it, it's free to watch the Chester Romans, so it would be fine. Perhaps if he'd have said to Peggy, Hey, Peggy, <laughs> why don't you come to the ball game too? She would have gone, oh, well, okay. But no, did he ask it? No, selfish Peg. Because he knows he'd rather chomp on bloody bonbons and watch Oprah. That's no, why. she was, he knows not her. on at night. Well, she'd just watch whatever shitty bloody woman's TV was on, wouldn't he? <laughs> wouldn't she? <laughs> shitty TV. Do you mean Dallas? Dallas. Which, Dallas which is would not be on shitty. at the time. I de- don't you ever take the piss out of Dallas. I don't know. That's sacred ground there. We won't go sacred there. Sacred ground with me. Yes. So we cut back, and again, it's nightmare time because Peg's kicking her leg, so we'll move quickly on from that. 
<laughs> I'm so you're gonna be so sorry you told me that because I am gonna start doing it you're now. You're gonna just sit there kicking your leg. Kicking my leg. I'm gonna sit there with both hands down my pants and just play. Well there's nothing you play with my hammock. One, play with your put one ball well, just the one ball really. What happened to the other ball? I don't know, it just got lost in the mix somewhere, I think. Uh, yeah. Again, yeah. blame gravity. Yeah. Yeah. So the kids are out. The kids are out at this time. And this is, you know, it's the pilot episode we said at the start as well. Originally, the pilot episode was filmed with two other actors playing the parts. The kids aren't really in this episode that much, really. They're not, are they? They're not, no. No. Um, Although Bud does briefly appear and he gets money from Al uh, for squealing on his sister, which is, again, is a running theme theme throughout (laughs) the series. He just squeals on her and just drops her in the shit all the time. Um, And then Kelly appears. And she gets money from Al. <laughs> um, because really, basically because Peggy says, well, you gave money to Bud, you've got to give money to Kelly. And, Do you uh, think Kelly's hair is amazing in this first episode? It is. It's so bleached blonde. It's You almost need like sunglasses to look it's at her It's amazingly bright, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. How old is she supposed to be, do you think? Mm, I'm not sure how old she's supposed to be. You'd think... Do you think she's like sort of maybe 15 or 16? She's, oh, actually, I think I've written it down somewhere. I think she's supposed to be 16. 16? Yeah, I'm sure. Is the age of consent 16 in America? Oh, I've got no idea. Mm, I think it probably is, isn't it? Is it? It was 21 for alcohol, isn't it? Yeah, 21 for alcohol. Do you have to be 21 to vote in America? Don't know. American... And 16 to have sex. Again, American listeners, get back to us on these. Yeah. There's a... But she looks about 42 with that hair. She does not look 42. She does. Slag. She's not. Slag. Don't knock Kelly. Anyway, that's, that's dodgy ground while she's 16 in the series. Anyways. <laughs> yeah, watch what yeah, you let's move. Allegedly, she's quite sexy. <laughs> yeah, let's move quickly on from that again. We'll go on to how sexy Kelly is when she becomes legal of age. Um... So, yeah, so then, of course, Steve and Marcy appear at the door. Now, Marcy... These two are just so brilliant. Oh, I mean, I think every character in this is so well-written. Um, Marcy is very prim and proper in how she's dressed and how she talks and what her values are. Uh, and once again, this is something that's going to change as the, you know, the series go on. There's a, you know, there's a big transformation coming. Um, and Steve... Yeah, oh, yes, there is. There is. Um, Steve is under Marcy's influence, um, and he's you know he says to Al that they only do things that we both want to do. Yes. Yes, because they've just been married only two months. Yeah. And we also, as well as finding out that Steve and Marcy have only been married two months, it's at this point in the conversation that we between them that we find out that Al and Peggy have been married for fifteen years. Mm. Mm. So if they've been married fifteen years and Kelly is sixteen, <laughs> Kelly. Yeah. Kelly's sixteen. Yeah. Okay. Mm. So what happens now, this this is where we get, the, the two groups are splintered. Peg and Marcy go off to the kitchen area of the living room. Yes. Where Al and Steve stay in the living room watching sports. Mm. Yeah. And it's, Al starts giving Steve some life lessons in being a man. <laughs> in being a man. <laughs> Which again, oh, dear. Um, you know, he, he, one of the things that he does, he, he quizzes Steve on, does Marcy say, you know, does she ask, you know, what you're thinking? Um, <laughs> and then he says, yeah. And uh, this owl comes out with, you know, the thing is, well, if a woman, you know, they say, what are you thinking? And you come back and you say, well, if I, want you, if I wanted you to know what I was thinking, I'd be talking, which, which is pretty good. <laughs> 
But then you've got Peggy and Marcy in the kitchen. And I uh, I think this is a really great tip for all the ladies out there. Um, if you're like me and you never get taken out by your partner. Oh. <coughs> How, I could tell never you're not going to... Never get taken out. Very no. <laughs> rarely get taken out. Maybe get taken to the cinema now and then. If your partner wants to go and see a particular film, you know, like if you want to go what? and see a film and you say something along the lines of, oh, I'd quite like to go and see that. And then he says, oh, I'm too tired. I'm too tired to go and see this film. And then, but there's a film that he wants to go and see and then you have to go. Uh, or, you know, like maybe you'd like to go out for a nice meal. Can't remember the last time what? I was taken out for a meal. But but Peggy gives us a really good tip. And that is to say, darling, do you like a hot drink? And then, you know, your partner will say, yes. You go into the kitchen and you make them a cup of coffee with 27 spoons of coffee in. Or whatever you're making, make it so disgusting to taste, it will encourage them to take you out. What would you like for dinner tonight, Dave? Right, I'm just wondering, you know, that explains the cup of coffee I had earlier and why I'm so buzzing and wide awake and probably won't sleep if there's... Oh, it's because I put some acid in it. Oh, that's right. (laughs) I put some crack in it. Is that it? Yeah, it was the pure blue crack, the one you really like. Oh, that's the one that makes me take you out to the most expensive place to eat. Oh, oh, you're going to take me out? Yeah. You're going to take me out tonight? Did I say that? No. Are you going to? Oh, I th- oh thank you. Oh, no. What do you no. mean, no? No. This is where I need some good Al Bundy comeback. Yeah. Which we'll be getting loads as the series go on. Get ready. So just prepare yourself. It's again. We're just been going at each other. Go, who were? Who were? Who were? Calm down now. Let's pull back from there. Who were? Um, so yeah, we've got what happens is in the kitchen. We've got that going on, and Peg's sowing the seeds of doubt in Marcy's mind um, by saying, you know, asking, does Steve go to bed after you do? You know, why? What's he doing? Yeah. What? What, what is all that about? Because this, it's absolutely true. You first get together and you can't leave each other alone. You love each other and you want to spend all your time together. And you move in together and you love each other and you hold hands and go, oh, and it's all lovely. And then slowly, the man starts staying up late. Yeah, you know why? It's because so the, the woman, woman goes, it's because yeah. the woman is putting bloody 27 teaspoons of coffee in his coffee cup that's why we can't bloody sleep so it's not to do with internet porn then no it's to it's to do with you the woman giving us shit coffee and crap food which you've just admitted to so again you're trying to palm it off onto us men palm it off yeah well it's (laughs) palm it off yes okay okay right so basically all right then. So, what if you don't have coffee? What makes you? What makes men stay up a lot later than women? They have to have. I, I can accept that they need a little bit of time by themselves to maybe have a hand cream wank <laughs> without disturbing the lady upstairs. You know, because you're in bed together and you feel the shuffling of the sheets and the up and down and the all around. And you think, oh, for God's sake. Oh, if I if if he knows I'm awake, if he knows I'm awake, he'll start poking me with it. So, and then he'll expect me to join in. So, yes, you stay up, darling. You stay up, have a bit of a wank. And then when you finish, come to bed. Don't forget to put the cat out. 
come to bed and you'll see me lying there pretending to be asleep with my face covered in face cream and the, the blackout <laughs> eye things across me. Yes. Yeah. 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 Okay. And a do not disturb sign. So I'm right then. <laughs> Men do stay up later. To watch sport. To watch sport. With Men one stay hand. up late to watch basketball and masturbate. No, there's nothing there's nothing about basketball that would like make you want to masturbate. So you so basically, men stay up late and they really are watching some sort of shit sport on telly. Or, if you're lucky, there may well be a crappy action film on. Well, Rambo Rambo is always on. Well, that's not British a crappy telly. action film, though, is it? No. So, yeah. would yeah. Mm. So. I'm not convinced, Dave. Well, we'll see. Again. I think you're all a bunch of wankers. Again, let's, let's leave it to the listeners. We'll find out what they're doing. When we stay up late. They would never admit it. You're not going to get a million tweets off men going, Tina was right. We we all stay up late because we're wanking ourselves stupid. No, we'll get, a, we'll get a million tweets from men going, no, Dave, you're right. We're all set up watching sports with one hands down our pants. <laughs> That's what we're going to get. Our one enormous bollock. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, while that's going on in the kitchen area, Al is doing the same with Steve and sowing the same ideas with him. Uh, again, about him not watching the sports. Um, so, Al, he gives Steve the power. He, he gives him the TV remote control <gasps> and says... There was, there was almost... You expected to hear that music and the bright light, didn't you? You know, it's almost like as if the, the TV remote was the Holy Grail. Yeah. And he was handing it across to him and turn on the TV and put on some sports, which he does. And Steve immediately sits back and puts both hands down his pants while the sports Terrible. come on. Natural male reaction right there. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so then the ladies appear from the kitchen area. They're given coffee, uh, of which Steve chokes <laughs> on it, obviously, because he's not been used to it. Uh, and Al, he's licking his lips and loving it because he just he just has that type of coffee all the bloody time, doesn't he? Yeah. Uh, and then we see Marcy sat there kicking her leg, leg peggy style oh dear how quickly people can change the influence of al and peggy on these two people is instant it's 10 minutes and their marriage is basically over yeah those two weeks of bliss yeah. have just yeah. been wiped out in 10 minutes with yeah. the Sundays. yeah completely yeah it's great uh and this this is where when this happens marcy looks at steve and says what are you thinking <laughs> why do you stay up so late you stay... well I just stay up late because I like to think you think yes. it's right though men can't think unless we tell them what to think well no that's not true though either well it, it is really it's not when you're asleep at night yeah oh and it doesn't matter <laughs> <laughs> right then Maybe we'll come back to that in later episodes. I never said that, well. Jedi Mind Trick. <laughs> Ignore the last sentence. Yes. This is not the rabbit you're looking for. So, my... Wait, <laughs> rabbit? Mars... talk about my rabbit on air? Shh. Mars... Shh. We can talk about pets. Mars, much like they have Buck. So, <laughs> I'm just trying to get you out of it here. Marcy and Steve go home. There's this friction between them. Um, egged down, obviously, by Al and Peg. Ah, but one one thing I, I noticed as well. Do you remember the little look that Peg gives Al when they're Marcy and... 
yeah, stick having yeah. a go at each other and, and Peg looks at Al and they both laugh at each other yeah. like they're in it together. Yeah, as though, yeah, yeah. that's how a married yeah. couple should be. We've got yeah. them. We've got them on the right track now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> totally. um, so, yeah, then it, we're getting towards the end of the pilot episode and it's Al and Peggy sat on the couch. Um, and this is where Peggy tells Al that Bud's got an A in school today. Uh, and again, much like I said right at the start when we're introducing the characters, this is the first sign that Bud is the intelligent one of the family. And he, oh. got, he got an A in his exams. Um, so Al, then having another sip of his, uh, his, his very nice coffee, <laughs> suddenly decides... Uh, Say so, and says, let's go out this weekend. Let's go. Let's go for a meal. Let's go to the captain's table. Oh, a place. Where oh, they... I love the captain's oh. table. Oh, and then um, so then Al. Now this is something that's again that will morph as we go through the series. Al asks Peggy. He says, "Do you want to go upstairs?" Yeah. What are they going upstairs for? Um, bit of cleaning. Perhaps right? the toilet needs cleaning, or. Well, they've got to take the cactus back that he's brought downstairs earlier. And, and he hasn't she... got the cactus in his hand, though. Well, they don't... well maybe he forgot it. Mm. Maybe they had to go upstairs to to clean to... her to clean her slip. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, I'm just making sure I pronounced that correctly for you, just so there was no mistake. Oh, oh I laughed. Then I've got a pain now. <laughs> Um, and as they're going upstairs, um, Al compliments the coffee at the captain's table. He says, yeah, it's a good place to go there. They have really nice coffee. So, of course, Peggy's master plan has worked. Yeah, night out and a shag. Yeah, she's got it all. She's got it. She has got it all, yeah. doesn't she? Yeah, he's, he's like her puppet, really, at this stage. No, no. Mm. I think she's very caring and enables him to be the man that he is. <laughs> <laughs> one th oh, one thing I did miss is when that Peggy says about the neighbours and they're called um, Al and Marcy. Uh, Al and Marcy, Steve and Marcy. Um, this was one reference that I have read up on. I did get to find, although we still need to know about the the other one that we said earlier. Um, and it says it says when Al hears his neighbours' first names for the first time, he asks Peggy, "What is their last name?" Gorm. And apparently this indicates that the Rhodes' first names, Steve and Marcy, could be a reference to Steve and Edie, a.k.a. Steve Lawrence and Edie Gorm, a husband and wife singing team who do light songs. Oh, yes. no, don't know them. So that's one reference that mm. is picked up on. But we do want to near, hear about the other one that we mentioned earlier, if, if anybody listening knows. So that was it. That was the pilot episode. Um, I know, I mean, we haven't gone into like sort of our own personal history of the show. Uh, very briefly, I've watched, I used to watch it when it was on, uh, but because it was on late, it was sort of weird times all the time over here in the UK, uh, you'd sort of see episodes, miss some, see some, so I watched them piecemeal, but then when DVD came out and, you know, the series came out on DVD, I watched them all and I've watched them all loads. Always loved the series, totally loved it. So, uh, have have you watched all of the episodes or is it just with you, is it, like you said earlier, is there only like certain episodes you've seen? My history with Married with Children is very patchy. Um, as I said, you know, the different regions in Britain meant that you would get some programmes and not others. And I can, one of my memories of Married with Children is it being on at 10.35 after the main news on ITV was on. Mm -hmm. And I would sit up with my dad, who's sadly dead now, 
but me and my dad would sit up and watch it and my dad loved Al Bundy he would he would just piss himself laughing <laughs> at Murdered Children. And I, and it's a really fond memory for me as well that I would sit up with my dad and watch it. And then as I got older and ended up living in um, Los Angeles, uh, I felt quite lonely because I didn't know anybody. And I would work all day and come home quite late. I worked for a record company and I would watch at night um, Quantum Leap and when Quantum Leap finished, Married with Children would be on. But they were old episodes of Married with Children. Yeah. Um, so I I haven't seen any sort of the 90s Married with Children, say from like possibly from 1990 to 97, haven't seen any of them. So it's going to be a really new experience for me. But um, it's one of those programs that even though it's so intrinsically American – it's hilarious because it talks about every man and every woman. Oh, yeah. It doesn't is. Doesn't it? I think, with yeah. two kids and with just a normal job and, you know, what their lives are like. In a funny, you know, obviously not a realistic. I don't know, though. I think some bits of it are pretty realistic. You know, like Peg and Al's relationship, I think, even though it's a comedy and it's over 20 years old, or 30 years old, I think that it, it is quite realistic. It is, yeah. Mm. It is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I started watching it when I was in my 20s and found it really funny. But it's like you said, then, I think as you get older as well and, you, you know, you yourself become married with children. Yeah. And you see even more in it and, you, you know, it just gets even... It just gets funnier all the time. Yeah. The more you yeah. watch it, the more you, you get out of it. And it's just yeah. hilarious, yeah. which is good. Um, I think it's good as well. I think listeners, uh, you know, this is only episode one of this, the first of the series of the shows that we're going to do on this. That's going to last for a minimum of five years, as we said in the start. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's good that, you know, you're already aware that this is not going to be a politically correct show. There's going to be, you know, you know, a bit, a bit of back and two between us, which is you know, quite fitting for a show. You know, you can't talk about a show like Married with Children and be all prim and proper, can you, really? No. No, you can't. Um, which leads me on to um, people that do listen to us. We've had a couple of iTunes reviews. So thank you very much. I'm going to read. Uh, we've had two out. We've had one that was on the UK store. Um, it was a five-star review. Thank you very much. Wow. Yeah, it's good. From Welsh Benno and... Um, oh, he's Welsh. He's Welsh. Good. And not a fellow Welsh person. <laughs> the the title of it is 60 Minutes of Awesomeness. Oh. Um, he says, and we, we read these out because we're of the opinion, if you've taken the time to write them, we'll read them out. It's yeah. only fair. Uh, he says, I don't write reviews very often, but here goes. If you want to listen to a wonderful variety of entertainment chat from the world of music, movies and games, then no, look no further. Dave is the perfect host. Thank you very much. I don't know how Dave gets so many great guests on to talk to, but please don't stop what you're doing. <laughs> I know. What I you're know, doing. Because I get them. <laughs> because she gets them while she's eating bonbons and watching daytime TV. Yes. Um, I am loving it. It's an absolute pleasure listening to the show. And what can I say about the monthly entertainment shows with Dave yeah. Ramrod? Can you do it in a Tom Jones accent? Because well, Welsh. No. Go on, talk like that. I'm not Welsh, though. I can't do oh, it. Oh, go on, Trey. <laughs> It's one of the. It's, it's one of the accents I just Pritchard, cannot. Pritchard then. No. From Dirty Sanchez. That mean I just have to piss on Dolph Lundgren's feet and. The, well, yeah. Dolph didn't mind. He didn't mind. 
didn't mind. What there's, a man. There's probably a reference most people are going to go, what on earth is he talking about? Google it. Google it. Pritchard, Dirty Sanchez, Pritchard, Dolph Lundgren. It was in today's news. Just yes. Google that. That's all we're saying. Um, where was I? Yeah, with Dave, Chris, uh, with Dave Ramrod and Chris. Listening to these guys talk about what they've played and watched throughout the month has whetted my appetite for a number of new films and games that I must acquire at some point. Some of the stuff I've tried based on their recommendations has just blown my mind. I recently watched The Raid 1 and 2 after hearing the guys wax lyrical about the films. Wow, amazing stuff which I wouldn't have even considered without listening to the show. Thanks guys. I would also recommend checking out their website, which is continually being updated with some sublime reviews. I've read some sublime. Fan- sublime, yeah. I say. I've read some fantastic reviews by Spanky Spangler recently. That's me. I'm so great. <laughs> fantastic work by all involved. Did put- he put? I've read some great reviews by Spanky Spangler. I can't believe she can read. She can. All right. All right. This- with. This Such point. amazing boobs. This, this, yeah, how do they not get in the way of the keyboard? How don't they? Because they're great, her boobs. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic work by all involved. Please go and check them out. Awesome. My boobs? Yeah. Awesome boobs. Oh, please go and check out Spanky Spangler's boobs. They are, they are five-star boobs. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> now, we did. So that was in the UK store. We did or did, we have also had a review over in the American iTunes store. Um, One thing I will say is if you're outside of the UK and you're kind enough to leave us a rating and or review on iTunes or Stitcher as well, which we're available on, uh, just send us a message by email or Twitter or Facebook. Anyhow, just to let me know, because it's only the ratings and reviews that are left on the UK store that show up to me. So unless I go like actively seeking them out, I don't know that you've left us one. So just give us a shout if you do. That would be really nice. Um, and it was Video Boy has left us a review on the American store. Again, a five-star review. Uh, and he's put, this is a must-hear this is a must-hear every week on my iPod. The guests are great, the entertainment chats are hilarious and fun, and Dave is top-notch when it comes to giving interviews. Do yourself a favour and get 60 minutes with for your listening device. You will not be disappointed. Aww. Oh, so Did thank you mention you. my breasts? He, unfortunately, no, that is not sort of a prerequisite for anybody listening to I this. I thought it was. That they have to mention um, your boobs. Well, not even my boobs, but how awesome I am. Even more awesome than what my brother is. <laughs> <laughs> He's not going to be happy when he That's, hears this. How dare you defy the awesomeness I of, of Ramrod? I have defied the Ramrod. But I'm his big sister, so I can say things like that. Yeah, you can get away with anything because you're his big sister. Yeah. 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 So, anyway, what we should do now is the, the way that people can find and follow us online, obviously, is if you go to the website that um, Welsh Benno has just bigged up so nicely in his iTunes review, if you go to 60minuteswith.co.uk, that's a numerical 60, not an alphabetical one, as it is on all, our, all of our social media. All reviews are up on there. All the podcasts are up on there. You can stream and download as well. There's no reviews of Downton Abbey on there, though. There's not. No, not yet. Because no. it's shit. Yeah, that would just be a very short review. We don't like girl shit in <laughs> no. 60 minutes with. No. We like fucking, fucking hard <laughs> shit on 60 minutes with. That's it. We're all yeah. about Because all... I'm in charge and I say we have hard shit on it. Or so she likes to think, dear listeners. What? You and... know that I'm in charge, <laughs> Dave. <laughs> You can also, you can like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash 60 Minutes With. You can follow us on Twitter, 
at 60 Minutes With. If you're crazy, you can also follow Tina's personal Twitter account, which is... Over to you. I don't know what it is. What is it? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, at Spanky Spangler. At Spanky Spangler. And there you go. Oh, I wouldn't bother following me, though, because I don't have to talk a load of shit, really, yeah, don't but, I, Dave? Yeah. As they found out over the last, like, 80 minutes. That you I do put some good pictures up, though. But no boob ones. Yeah, loads of boob ones. You'll get pictures of, like Not we mentioned... Not my boobs, other boobs. Yeah, of, of... Well, Kate Bush they may and well, Dallas. They may well get pictures of you, like, hoovering just before I get back in from work. Me hoovering, having a nice fag. That's <laughs> not true, really, because I don't smoke. Me having some nice chocolate yeah on a cake and a glass of champagne oh i go oh is that a car i hear come oh i better put oh i better put the champagne away yeah it's a good to be a lady it's yeah it's a good job we've got a flat screen telly and he can't feel that it's not really hot (laughs) yeah quickly quickly big muscular man run out of the back door oh you forgot your pants Because that's what I do all day. I just have a trail of men and women and goats, a few sheep in here. That's it, I know. just have a massive orgy and cake-eating session. It's because I found the pants and because they are, like, way smaller than the ones needed for me that that's how I know somebody else has been in the house. Will you please have some small pants? No. Come on, I'm being serious now. No. Please. No. Big, big pants for the way. No, you need some. You need something that's going to be tight underneath the testes that will support them. I'm honestly, you'll be like a new man if you get some balls. And, <laughs> <laughs> and, and with that, we shall carry on from this off air. Maybe, maybe we'll give you the, all the listeners an update on the next episode if I've got said ball support or not. Yeah, they, they can well, find out. Um, uh, I would like to thank um, Bundyology.com which is where we got a lot of the information for from. It's a great website. Go and visit it, um, bundiology.com. Um, and with that, it's, yeah, whoever you are, wherever you are, thank you for listening. Stay <laughs> stay subscribed um, and watch out for more of these shows, along with the entertainment shows and interview shows. And, yeah, um, I think before we go, again, hashtag 60MW Team Al. Oh, shut for fuck's sake. None of this. Don't I don't want to be seeing any hashtag 60MW Team Peggy. I don't want to peg. be... Peg. Peg. Team Peg. I don't want to be seeing any of that. Dave, Dave, can we sing the song now? What, Love and Marriage? Yeah, can we? Go on. Will um, you sing? Me? Yeah, go on. Of course. Here we go. Ready? One, two, three. Love and <laughs> Marriage. <laughs> You're not singing. 